Are you ready to combine your passion for business and your love for God through simple, practical, and profitable business practices? Do you want to have an eternal impact on the culture and community around you through your business? Now is the time to partner with God, profit with purpose, and build a Kingdom Class company. Welcome to Christ in Business, where we'll explore the stories, strategies, successes, and failures of those doing the ministry of Christ in Business. Here's your Kingdom Business Coach, David Robertson. Hey guys, welcome back to Christ in Business. This is episode 13. I am your host, David Robertson, your Kingdom Business Coach. And today, I wanted to share something that's really been on my mind, something that has kind of been brewing over the last few months, something that the Lord has been teaching me over the last year, and it has finally come to a head where I am just, I can't hold it in anymore. And I want to talk to you about it. I want to share it with the podcast. So there's two directions I want to go in here because there's a very practical application to what I'm talking about. And there's also a very supernatural application to what I want to talk about. And I want to include both of those. What I share on this podcast can't be so practical and it leaves the spiritual out, but it also can't, it has a very practical application too. So I'll go into more about it, but first I wanted to share something that has been very exciting coming up in my life. As you guys know from the past episodes, this summer we moved out of our house, we could get ready to sell. And then we ultimately sold our house in December, actually December 21st, I think it was. Friday, December 21st, we closed on our house finally after a couple months of, of it being on the market and negotiating back and forth with the buyers all the way up into the last minute. But it finally sold and we are now ready to take the next step into why we sold our house and where where we're going with it. And this is exciting news. I am in the process of packing up all my stuff. I'm packing up my family, the Growth Point family of companies, the Growth Point company and Growth Point coaching company. We're packing all of that up and we're going to be moving to Midland, Texas. Why are we going to Midland, Texas? Number one, it is closer to my wife's family. And that's something that we have, I've known for a while that we needed to go and move to be closer to my family. Every time I would go to God in prayer about where my company is going, some of the results that I knew that God said that he had for me, some of the promises that I knew that God had given me, every time I go to him and to pray about that, um, he would say, just keep being faithful, keep doing what you're doing and some of these changes, a, you're going to a season of rapid growth when you move to Texas to be closer to family. So we're going and moving in to be closer to my wife's family. And there's a very practical reason for that as well. I'm starting to get some requests for speaking. I'm going to be doing a lot more traveling here very shortly. And to be honest, my wife needs the support to help with the kids and help with that. And she is going to get that best when she's with her parents. So there's a very practical reason for why we're picking up and we're moving. It's also a very strategic location. It's close to Dallas. So you can get a lot faster places when I'm traveling. Take one plane instead of two planes to get almost anywhere from Dallas. Also, there's some strategic locations and some strategic organizations in the Dallas area 
in the Midland and Lubbock and that area of Texas. There's some strategic people and things for kingdom business and in that space in general. And since I'm a kingdom business coach and primarily what I do is um, help God's children partner with God, profit with purpose and scale their kingdom class company, that is a, a good place for me to be at this time. And also a third fun strategic thing, it's a very strategic place for space travel. <laughs> the Midland Odessa Airport is actually an air and spaceport. So the first spaceport in existence and there is land dedicated for space travel. Who knows what that has in store for the future, but it's there and it's a little known fact about Midland, Odessa, Texas area. So anyway, we're moving, we're packing up our stuff. We're going to, in the middle of the oil field, I bought a shirt and it says, it has a picture of a tumbleweed on it and it says the official vegetation of Midland, Odessa, Texas is a tumbleweed. It may actually be the only vegetation <laughs> say that jokingly. They obviously do have grass, but at the same time, my mother-in-law's front yard has no grass in it. It has rock and a few shrubs and it's called a zero scape. I call it a desert scape because we are moving into the middle of the desert. So anyway, that is the exciting news that I have. I haven't been able to share it just for various reasons. God has been showing us that this move is really exciting and is something that he's in on. Maybe I'll go into another episode and share some of the stuff that God has done just to show it how much of this move is God. Without further ado, I want to get into the rest of this episode. And what is it that we're talking about? We're talking about the thing that controls almost all your results. It controls your performance and it controls your situation in life. When you understand this, it's either holding you back or it's propelling you forward. It never sits idly. It drives almost every decision you make. And specifically, as Christ in business, you and I should have the competitive advantage over this. All right. And that's what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. We're going to be talking about specifically belief and how belief is at the center of everything we do and actually dictates much of the results that we see around us. We can look at this very clearly this time of year. People set goals, they set resolutions, they set plans for their year, but then six weeks, eight weeks, definitely by 90 days, most of the people have finished and they let those goals and those things that they're working on fall by the wayside and all the resolutions, nearly almost every resolution fails. Why is that? It's because people jump into fixing the behavior that's associated with their goal and the resolution or their plans, but they don't address the beliefs. And the truth is your beliefs control your behavior and your behavior dictates your results. So if you're actually going to achieve any new result in your life or your business or anything, you can't just modify your behavior. You absolutely have to go back in and actually change your beliefs. There are three different kinds of beliefs that you, at least three different kinds of beliefs that you need to adopt to make that change. We'll get 
into that in a minute. But first, I want to share some stories and share some examples of what I'm talking about so you can actually see it at work in some real life stories. So first of all, I had a client last week where we sat down with my client and his wife. We'll just say, because I haven't gotten permission to share this, I will just say this is a client in the health industry and they help clients get a certain result. They help lead the clients toward that certain result that they want. This particular client, they're getting ready to launch a new area of the business, a new service of the business to help get a result. And what keeps happening is that one of the salespeople with this business actually is comping a lot of these services right up front, which means they're giving it away for free. They're not charging money for it. And we dove into this and talked through this on why, why is this service being given away for free? Why are you giving it away? Why aren't you charging money for it? And we actually started diving into the belief system around this area. And I asked, why are you having trouble? And he said, well, I'm not sure if I can get results. I'm kind of unsure about and don't necessarily believe in this product or this service that we're selling. Or it's not that he doesn't believe in it. It's just that he's unsure about it. And I said, okay, that makes sense. And we dive into it. And the thing that I ask is that, that, first of all, is it your responsibility to get the result? Or is it your responsibility to lead someone and give them the resources so that they can go get the result and help motivate them and navigate what's standing in the way? So that was one belief that they believed that they had to get the result. Then they weren't confident about their ability to deliver the result for them. And then they had this belief, which I admire and I respect. They had this belief that you shouldn't lie to someone in order to sell them something that won't get what was promised. So you can't tell a lie to get money. That is a belief. I expect that anybody listening to this podcast believes that they shouldn't lie to someone to get money. If you believe that, number one, this person believed that they had to get the results. Number two, they weren't sure that they could get the results. And number three, they believed that they couldn't lie to make a sale or to take someone's money. When you add all those beliefs together, it is guaranteed that they morally could not make a sale. They could not collect money for this product or service. Their beliefs stood in the way, and if they wanted to sleep at night, and if they really did want to do the right thing for their clients, they could not make a sale. They could not collect for it. So that is an example of how maybe someone in sales can't make any sales if their beliefs aren't correct if they don't have the right beliefs in place because their beliefs control their behavior and their behavior controls the results. So if you have someone on your team or if you yourself are having difficulty with the results that you're producing, then look at the behaviors around those and then look at the beliefs that cause those behaviors. So another example a few months ago, I was talking to a plumber who, one of the things in my coaching program, Growth Point Coaching Company, one of the things that we lead with is the fact that we guarantee at least a 68% increase in profit if they do the work and they do everything that they need to. We have a system, we have a profit growth formula that's hidden inside every business and we help identify that and then leverage that formula that's already hidden inside in their business to create profit growth for them over 12 months. So that's something that we do. It's like clockwork. It works great. If you put in the work, you get the results. It's simply a formula that allows for you to do 10% small changes that equal cash on hand at the bottom line. So, but he believed that 
it wasn't possible for him to increase his profit by 68%. It wouldn't work in his industry. It just doesn't work. So to him, when I talked to him and I said, I'm going to show you how to increase your profit at least 68%, he didn't believe it was possible. So to him, I look like a fool. I look like a snake oil salesman trying to take his money from him. And I look like a liar to him because he believed it was impossible. The truth is 68% is a small amount compared to the results that I've seen. I've seen 300, I've seen up to 900% increase in profit by putting this stuff into action and taking action on this. However, to him, he passed up an opportunity because he believed it just was not possible. All right. Another client of mine, we're finished strategic planning. And this client has doubled his business year after year for, uh, I think it's five years. He's in the contracting industry. So we'll just leave it at that. But he's doubled his business year after year after year since he started. And then all of a sudden he hit a point where he didn't double his business. He kind of reached capacity and he actually reorganized and actually took a, a step down in revenue because he was doing commercial work and residential. And this past year while working with me, he decided to to stop doing commercial work because it was less profitable and start focusing completely on residential. And in the process, his revenue decreased about close to 150000 All right. So he wasn't a giant drop, but it was a big enough drop for him to say when he's used to doubling every year, it was a big enough drop for him to, to stop and, and kind of think about what's going on here. We're doing some strategic planning and we said, all right, we've got the transition. We've got the reorganization and stuff in place and that's already finished. And now we're heading into the new year. What do you want to set your revenue goal towards? What do you want to do this time next year? What goal would you need to hit for you to say, hey, this year was a successful year? And on the backs of decreasing revenue, he set a smaller goal. He said, well, we might be able to do this much. Then his partner said, well, we, I think we could do this much. And then they said, well, let's just meet in the middle. We'll do this amount here. I believe in setting what I call BAM goals. I get that from one of my mentors, Ray Edwards. We said a BAM goal. So that means there's actually three goals that you're setting for revenue. One is a baseline goal. Basically, we look at the industry, the contracting industry, the niche that he's in and say, all right, historically, in the last five years, top line sales has increased 9% every year. So our baseline goal is what we did this year plus 9%. And then we look at what is an amazing goal. And so we asked him what this amazing goal was, and that's where we came up with this number, and they kind of met in the middle to do that. Then I said, so understanding that if we work really hard to hit our amazing goal, what if God breathed on your business and blessed your business? What would that look like in your business? And they said, well, we've doubled every year prior to this, and we're used to seeing that results. And if we did this, and if we started doing this and this, then I could see us hitting this. They came alive and started getting excited about this because they were then looking at what's possible because they took the experience from this past year off and they said, well, what would a miracle be? And then they allowed themselves to believe in something more than what this past year demonstrated. And they looked at their past results and they said, we could do this and make these changes. It would be awesome if we could double our business again, or actually more than double our business. It was a 130% increase in their business. And they really felt that that was possible. And I said, it sounds to me like what you're saying is that this miracle goal is actually fairly doable if you look at your past results. It's possible. Yes, it's possible for you guys to do it. You have a history of doing it. I think you could do it. 
it would take everything that you had to be able to do it, but I think it's possible. And then if you doubled that, that would be your miracle goal. If you doubled and then doubled again, that would qualify as blessings more than you can contain. But if it would take a really stretches, if you got this goal just to double one time this year, basically, what am I getting at? If you're going to achieve any new result in your life, you can't just address the behavior. You absolutely must change your beliefs. And specifically, you must change at least three beliefs. All right. And I call these the three ingredients to achieve almost anything. All right. First of all, you have to believe it's possible. Just as like this client who set the goal of doubling their business. You have to believe it's possible. Second of all, you have to believe it's possible for you and it's the right thing for you. After you believe, you know what? Companies have doubled their business before. That's something that is in fact possible. Then you have to believe that it's possible for you to do it. So they looked at their past history and they said, okay, yeah, we've done this before. We had to make some changes. It was very intentional when we grew that fast. We made very specific changes. We basically reorganized our business almost every year to be able to do it. So yes, it's possible. Yes, it's possible for us to do if we just keep focusing on the right areas. Then they have to believe, is it worth it? When we're making a change, losing weight, for example, or getting in shape or making financial changes, getting out of debt, there's some sacrifices that goes with those actions. So we have to take some sacrifice. We have to take actions that are typically painful, typically has some sacrifice to it. However, if we want to make those changes long term, we have to look at the pain of it versus the pleasure of it. And we actually have to increase the pleasure and decrease the pain for the actions that we need to take. And for the actions we need to stop doing, we have to actually have to look at what pain is this causing me? And if I keep doing this, what is the pain? What is the discomfort and everything negative associated with that? And we have to increase and amplify the pain on the activity that we don't want to do. And then what we do want to do, we have to increase and amplify the pleasure and excitement from the activities that we do need to do. Because we as humans are designed and built to avoid pain and seek pleasure. So if we create painful consequences from the activities that we don't want to do and we focus on that and make those painful consequences very real in our mind and then we take the activities that we do want to do and we focus on the good that comes from it and the, the reward that comes from it and the pleasure that comes from it, then we're able to actually make a change. So those three beliefs, again, we have to believe it's possible. We have to believe it's possible and it's right for you specifically then you have to believe it's worth it and good for you to do that there's pleasure associated and a reward that's associated that outweighs the pain for taking those actions. So that is the very practical part of belief and how belief dictates our behavior, then our behavior dictates our results. But then we can take an entirely different look at this and look at it. What does it mean for us as children of God to have belief and faith in God's resources and God being able to breathe on our business and partnering with God. When we partner with God, there should be, I believe, a major difference between what the world thinks is possible and what you as a child of God thinks is possible. We have the creator of the universe living inside of us. We have the mind of Christ. We have his wisdom. We have access in John 15, we have access to what 
the Father in heaven is doing. So shouldn't the beliefs that we have about what's possible and what we're doing in our business, shouldn't those beliefs have a dramatic difference than what the world believes is possible? I believe we absolutely should have a difference and there should be a clear difference between what the world does and what the body of Christ does, what God's children do in business. We look at someone like Elon Musk. I was reading an article. I was actually reading in Chris Vallotton's book, Poverty, Riches, and Wealth. And it's a book on the poverty spirit and how to actually step into kingdom abundance. In the book, he talks about Elon Musk and he mentions Elon Musk about how he was stuck in traffic at one point and he got frustrated in traffic and said, you know what, I'm going to dig a tunnel from my office to the airport so I don't have to wait in traffic. And then he started imagining what it would be like to have a series of tunnels where basically you put a car on roller skates and shoot them through these tunnels and there was no traffic. You had to bypass all traffic for travel. It became the Hyperloop what he's envisioning and he's actually starting to bore this tunnel. All right. He also looked at part of his reason for creating SpaceX and one of the most efficient rockets in the in the entire world that is reusable on top of that. That started from his belief that the earth is going to be destroyed and he wants to save humanity by putting a rocket and colonizing Mars. That's his belief. And we could look at that and say, hey, these are kind of strange beliefs. This clearly is a dreamer. Clearly he believes something that's you could criticize him for it. But why is it that he along with so many other of the really big companies out there, Apple, Microsoft, the people at the cutting edge of innovation, why are they not God's children? If we have the creator of the universe inside of us, living inside of us, and we have the mind of Christ, like I said, and we have access to what the Father is doing, why can't we partner with God and be at the cutting edge of creativity? Why can't we partner with God and be at the cutting edge of innovation and invention? Why is it that people who have pioneered the digital age, when we're talking about Apple, we're talking about Facebook, we're talking about Microsoft, we're talking about Google, why aren't these children of God? When they have access to such amazing wisdom, amazing creativity, and amazing possibility inside them. They have the limitless, the all-powerful, all-knowing God living inside them. Well, why can't we access that in business? The truth is, I believe we can. And I'm interviewing people and I have interviews lined up starting in February. We're going to start interviewing one person every episode showing you what is possible in business and how they are on the cutting edge of business and how, in fact, one person I'm seeking after, God gave them a, a dream of an invention and they went out and created it. And now they're doing millions and millions of dollars, even approaching billions of dollars in sales because they have this invention that is changing entire industries. So there's these things and these people who accidentally kind of step into what the competitive advantage we have with our identity in Christ. In fact, that book, Chris Fallotton, I'm actually talking to his office and his assistant to get him on the show as well to talk about the Poverty, Riches, and Wealth book. That's such a good book. Go out and buy it, definitely. But I want to bring him on to talk about some of this stuff. There's the Biblical Entrepreneurship course that I teach and I'm an instructor for. I'm going to start pulling together some of the resources that I have in my own experience and pull together all the competitive advantages that we have as Christ in business, our identity when we are a child of God and we're operating in business and we really are picking up all the gifts and everything associated with our identity and we step into it and apply 
what is it, Ephesians 1 verses 3 or 4 that talks about that the Father, that God has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. And those spiritual blessings in heavenly places have earthly applications to it. When we start taking those gifts that Christ has made available to us on the cross and we start applying them in business, when we start applying words of knowledge in business, we start applying the gift of prophecy in business, we start applying the gift of administration, a spiritual gift of administration in business, we start applying these things, these heavenly spiritual gifts in practical ways on earth, amazing results happen. And that is the entire point of the Christ in Business show is to tell the stories of what it means when we take these spiritual blessings in heavenly places and we apply them on earth. We take our identity in Christ and we actually end up walking out as Christ in business. So I'm going to take all of these competitive advantages. I'm going to put it into a PDF for you and a downloadable PDF, and I'll have the resources so you can read the books associated with it and take the courses that are associated with them if you want to. But I'm going to give those to you all in a PDF download. I don't know how many there are, so I'll create it between now and Thursday when this episode goes out. Currently, it's Saturday when I'm recording this, but I'm going to put them all in a download for you to give it. And the only thing I'll ask you for, so if you go to thedavidrobertson.com slash CIB, B013. CIB stands for Christ in Business. If you go to thedavidrobertson.com slash CIB013, you can put your email address in on that page and download that PDF from the site completely free. Give me your email address and I'll send it to you right away. So you can have access to these things and you can start praying into them and say, am I really grasping these gifts, these presents that Christ has given me and purchase for me on the cross. Number one, am I walking them out? And number two, am I applying them in my business? Have I allowed Christ to use my business? And have I allowed Christ to help influence and help lead my business? Am I being Christ in business? So you can actually look at all of these advantages and see how it works and what it means to partner with God, what it means to profit with purpose, and what it means to scale a kingdom class company. The other thing is if you'd like help, if you're looking at your life, you're looking at your business and you see these goals or strategic plans or things that you've tried to hit year after year after year, but nothing really changes, that's a good sign that it's time to look at your belief system. Time to look at your series of beliefs that make up your business and make up your behavior in your business and time to start looking at that. If you would like to walk through that with myself as a coach, In all the coaching that I do, I give the first coaching call, the first 90-minute coaching session, I give that for free just as a trial to see how things work. There is no expectation that you continue doing coaching. There is no requirement, no commitment on your part, but it is a way for you to test out to see what it is to go through some coaching and what it is and what kind of results are possible once we identify some of these beliefs and help you work through them. So if you would like to do that, I am limited on how many I can do just because of the time schedule that I have. But typically it's on Thursdays, sometimes Friday. Every once in a while, throw in a session on Saturday. But if you would like to do that, then you just need to fill out an application. All right. The application is at thedavidrobertson.com slash apply. And basically you'll see my schedule. You'll see my calendar right on the page. You can click and enter a time right on my calendar. Then you'll hit 
the book button, and then what will happen is it will bring up a few questions for you to answer. If you answer those questions, it'll go ahead and schedule a 15-minute chat for us. And that 15 minutes is just so that I can make sure that I understand your current situation, understand your challenges, understand what you're trying to accomplish. And if there's a fit and if I think that I can add value to your situation and coach you through to get some results during that session, we'll go ahead and book a 90-minute session, a full coaching session, just you and I one-on-one to figure out what's going on. You can bring your wife into it. You can bring your partners into it, whatever you want to do. But if you're interested in that, go to thedavidrobertson.com slash apply. All right, those are the two things that I want to give in this episode, and they'll be available if you go to the show notes or if you go to those URLs, you can definitely take advantage of those. So definitely, if you're interested in the coaching, go ahead and do that quickly because those times fill up. If by any chance it says that I have no available or open spots on the calendar, then keep checking back, keep looking or reach out to me one-on-one and we'll see if we can set something up. Like I said, I'm just limited to how many I can do because I need to take care of my ongoing one-on-one clients or my group clients going on as well. But whenever I can, I do try to add some time aside at least once a month or several times a month to be able to take on some complimentary coaching sessions. So anyway, guys, I want to encourage you go to the website and at least download those competitive advantages. I want you to look at this and understand that you can't change your behavior long term in a lasting way. You can't create lasting change and get better results in your life and your business without addressing the belief systems that are associated with it. Hopefully, I've given you some examples of that here in this episode. And specifically, hopefully, I've, with this download, given you some things that you can actually take away practically and apply in some of these spiritual gifts and some of these competitive advantages that Christ has given us in business. And you can take that and you can pick up and partner with God. You can profit with a purpose in your business and you can go beyond world-class and build a kingdom-class company that operates doing the ministry of Christ in business. Hopefully you can be able to do that. And that, that is the entire purpose of this show is to give you practical, easy ways and point to things that you can do spiritually and practically to go be Christ in business. You are the body of Christ, and I encourage you until next week, go be Christ in business. As this show is new, any and all support is greatly appreciated. If you haven't done so already, first, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, Android, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Second, if you like the show, write a five-star rating and review. And finally, share the podcast with anybody you know that has a passion for business and a love for God, and invite them along with you to build a kingdom-class company. <laughs>